Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. We have heaven and we have hell. They're real places. And if you're born again, you're going to heaven. If not, you're going to hell. You say, well, I don't agree with that. Listen to what the Word of God has to say, because perhaps, maybe you'll stop and think about this, maybe God's right. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. You are the student of the Word. I'm Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm here to share the Word of God with you. Just insights and things that I have learned for years, not only from the Word of God, but from other ministers, from pastors, from teachers I've had, and Bible school teachers. And so all these things have been I've been taught through the years, kind of sifted together. And I'm just one of those in your life right now. I trust you have a pastor. I'm not to replace your pastor. And I'm not your Bible school, although I'm a great supplement to it. I think that's what's important. That's what God's called me to do. And so again, you know, as we meet together, I trust that during this broadcast, you'll just increase in knowledge. We're going to talk today basically about heaven and hell. Of course, I probably, you know, can easily say that probably 99% or 98% of those of you watching are already born again, and your home is going to be in heaven forever and forever. And the beauty of it is you can kind of get glimpses of it down here on earth, you know, as you begin to anticipate it. But some of the things you walk in righteousness, if you're born again, well, hey, heaven's going to be all righteous. Everybody there's going to be righteous. It'll be a place where there is no sin at all. And so, I mean, healing, we've experienced healing in our life. Well, there's not going to be any sickness that's in heaven. And that's just wonderful things to look forward to. And on top of that, although this life is temporary down here, in heaven will be there eternally. And so just lots of good things to look forward to. And then of course, if you reject Jesus as Lord and Savior, your home is not in heaven, it's in hell. And listen, you may be watching this broadcast and you're already saying, I don't believe in hell. Well, the Bible does, God does. And God had to create hell for one thing. It wasn't created for people. It was created for the most rebellious one of all, Satan and the fallen angels, demons, all those are gonna end up in hell. But since there is no other place, and he's the chief one you say yes to. And 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 uh, Satan can be the chief one you say yes to if you reject Jesus Christ. And he has to go, you go to the chief one if you're born again and the chief one that you, if you're not born again. You go to heaven where God is and hell where Satan is. And that's where you'll be. And of course, hell is only the waiting place for the worst place of all after that. And that's the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever. So, I'm simply here to tell you, you want a home in heaven? Reach out and accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. I mean, just say from your heart, God, get on the throne of my life. Jesus, get on the throne of my life. I personally believe in you now as the, the Savior, as my Redeemer, as the Messiah that God sent to this earth. I put my faith and trust in him and accept him now. Not only is my Savior that cleanses all of my sins, but also my Lord. I submit myself to him. And I'm telling you, in that split second of time, you have passed from death unto life and you are suddenly transferred from heaven, as far as the future is concerned, into heaven itself. So God wants to redeem you out of hell, bring you into heaven, could redeem you out of sin and bring you into righteousness. Proverbs chapter four and verse 18. While you're finding that, I simply want to admonish you if you're not a partner, join me. I've got a great group of partners. I call them sometimes my disciples, but uh, you know, uh, 
the contributing to this ministry. Jesus had lots and lots of people that contributed to his ministry, a group of women. Even Luke tells us about them that contributed into his ministry. And I just thank you for the women, the single women, the married women, the men that are married, the men that are single, young people, old people, all those, rich, poor, whatever you are, that you've made a choice that you're going to give into this ministry on a monthly basis. Thank you. If you'd like to do that, go to bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me and thank you ahead of time for doing that. Proverbs chapter four and verse 18 says this, as the Christian life should always be growing and increasing every single day, it says in Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The perfect day is the day we'll be in heaven with Jesus Christ himself, but every day should be a little more like heaven every single day. You know, there was a there was a statement that was made. Our pastor, the former pastor that I had, the one that I, that started the church, I eventually took over. I mean, he used to have a statement. He said, "This youth is a disease, and each day brings healing." I thought that was great because what he said was basically this: the older you get, the smarter you should be, and it's like getting healed of a disease. And I asked him one day, you know, who said? They said, "I don't know. I just heard it." He said, "I know it was quoted by somebody, but I don't know." So I'm gonna say that again: youth is a disease, and each passing day brings healing. So it is in the Christian life. Every day that we live on this earth and walk with Jesus, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in the anointing of the word of God is a better day than the day before. And it's all leading to the perfect day we will be in heaven itself. For believers, each day should be more like heaven until we finally get there. Each day is one day closer to heaven and one day less on earth. Earth becomes more dim and heaven a bit brighter. And we even had a song about that, that the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Well, the light of his glory and grace is gonna come full to us when we die and leave this earth or we're raptured one of the two. For unbelievers, each day is more like hell until they get there. Each day is one day closer toward the unknown. The atheist, I mean, there, there was an atheist even said this at the time of his death when witness to and everything he said, I will not, I will not, not, I will not accept this Jesus Christ. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus. And when it came time for his death, he said, now for a leap into the unknown. What a terrible thing to say. I'm here to tell you, death for me is not a leap into the unknown. I don't know everything about heaven and everything about passing through uh, death, but I do know this, the sting of death has been gone and I have something to look forward to, even in death, that I'll be leaving this earth and going to be with God forever and forever in heaven. Our outward man, which is the body, grows more frail every single day, but the inward man gets stronger and stronger or renewed every day. The Bible tells us this, though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed every single day. You have to stop and think about that. Listen, I'm gonna talk to you young boys that are dating some girl. Quit dating a girl simply because she's good looking on the outside. She may be brainless on the inside. The point of it is, is find out the person on the inside because as you get older, you marry her and you get older together, the body begins to grow more frail and all this good looks on the outside begin to go away. But what happens is beauty switches in her from the outward to the inward, from the good looking body she used to have 
and the gorgeous face she used to have, now it switches to where she becomes more beautiful on the inside. And the same with you. I mean, here you are going, well, I don't think she's going to get that. You know, you are, you're not going to look the same. I mean, I've got chest of drawers disease. You say, what is that? My chest is falling into my drawers. Have you ever noticed this? That the, the, the as, as is seen in this natural world around us, that the sands of the hourglass flow down. That's what happens in your body. Everything starts to flow down. But though the outward man is perishing, getting older every day, more frail every day, the inward man gets more handsome in the man, more beautiful in the woman, fall in love with the girl on the inside. Girls fall in love with the man on the inside. And through the years, you'll find out that love can grow because it switches from the good looks on the outside to the person on the inside. Life is temporary, but heaven and hell are forever. Luke chapter 16 says in verses 19 through 31, there was a certain rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in splendor every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus who was laid at his gate, filled with sores, who desired to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table beside the dogs came and licked his sores. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom, the Old Testament title for heaven, the Old Testament place they went to in preparation for heaven, but was as close to heaven on this earth, inside this earth, the place there called Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. They could see each other being in torment. And there was an impassable cavern between them, chasm between them, and saw Abraham a long way off and Lazarus in his bosom and cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in torment in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember in your lifetime, you receive good things and Lazarus received evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And beside, between us and you, there's an impassable gulf so that those who desire to pass from here to you cannot, nor can they pass from there to us. Then he said, I pray therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that they may, he may testify to them so they would not come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they would repent. And he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, they will not persuade uh, even if one rose from the dead. And here's the point. What he was saying was, if they won't believe Jesus and his teaching, and they won't believe the teaching from the word of God, how would it help if a person who was raised from the dead came and talked to them? Jesus did that. And yet there was some, even after Jesus was raised from the dead, that didn't believe in him. It simply comes down to this. In their death, I want you to notice something too in the beginning of this. This was not a parable. Because Jesus always started parables with this, the kingdom of heaven is like unto, he just said there was a rich man and there was a beggar that was outside his house. This was a true story. Why, how did he know that? Because he is, he's been God all this time. He witnesses what goes on in the underworld. And these two went to separate places. One went to Abraham's bosom. And this was a place where they went temporarily before they were taken to heaven. And the other one went to hell. Hell is a temporary place, even though people who die and don't receive Jesus still go there. It's the waiting place for the lake of fire that will happen later on. So the one, one is empty. That is Abraham's bosom or what's called paradise in the Old Testament is empty empty and now has been transferred to heaven. And so when we die as Christians, we go there. But when unbelievers die, they go to hell, a place of great torments, and then eventually the lake of fire, which has even worse torments in it. All religions believe in a heaven, but hell is this life. 
So religions, basically, they don't like to talk about a place called uh, hell past this. In fact, they don't want that at all. What they say is, oh, there is a heaven. You can go there. And oftentimes you'll go there and then you'll come back again. And you come back as something different this time. And then when you die, you go back to heaven. They only see earth and heaven. And what they say is this, all religions believe in heaven, but hell is this life. And often they say, you know, really hell is down here on earth, the bad things that happen, but eventually you'll go to a place, but they never talk about a place that's even worse than this planet, worse than the curse that's on this planet. And of course, they believe in a heaven. There's nirvana. There's the Elysian fields. There's those that believe there's 40 virgins waiting for them when they get there. Some believe in reincarnation and they teach hell is in this lifetime. And we keep coming back and we come back to try again and try again and keep improving. If we know what we did before and come back, now we can improve. And so it comes back to this. Satan is the author of religion. God is the author of eternal life his grace, his mercy. So again, Satan is the author of religion. He was in heaven and he knows all about hell. He twists the entrance into heaven into works. All religion teaches works. And we'll take this up in the second half of this broadcast, how that all religions teach works for eternal life, but not God. He offers it as a free gift. And so when we come back, we'll talk about that. In fact, again, if you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, when I was talking to you before and you said yes to Jesus, would you let us know? You can email us. Their email address is on our website, bobbyandian.com. And you can let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. You know what? We have people on earth that are voted into office and great presidents, but you know what? The Bible never says angels rejoice over that, but they rejoice over one sinner that repents. You know what? If you accepted Jesus, heaven had a party. I'll see you right after the break. In this extensive 17-part study of the scriptures, Bobby Indian explores both heaven and hell by contrasting these two vastly different destinations. For years, Christians and unbelievers alike have had questions about heaven and hell. Do they even exist? And what exactly are they? How could a loving God send unbelievers to hell? What do believers in the Lord Jesus Christ have to look forward to in heaven? Find the answers in the Bible through this fascinating and compelling topical study on heaven and hell. To order Heaven and Hell, visit our website at bobyandian.com. A new book just came in. I've been waiting on this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all it covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification. Redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. Go to my website, bobtheandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself. Blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, 
visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. I come back to it again. All religions believe in a heaven, but hell is on this earth. Hell is this life. And uh, again, throughout the centuries and stuff, they believed in a place called Nirvana, the Elysian Fields, and those that, you know, uh, believe the Muslim religion that if you die, you know, and especially if you uh, commit crimes on this earth and stuff, there's 40 virgins waiting for you. And, and many who believe in reincarnation, in fact, most that believe in reincarnation all believe this, that reincarnation is a means that you can, you can be here, you can make mistakes, do all of this, and then you end up going to heaven, whatever they call that, and then you get another chance to come back. You probably come back, you come back this time as an animal or an insect or something like that. But what you learned the first time, you can come back and become better this time. Then you go back to heaven again. And this goes on forever and forever and forever. And you keep moving more and more to better things. Look at the earth around us. Are we better today? The answer is no, because the earth is filled with sin and it's under the curse of sin. And the world just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And the only one that's going to be able to redeem the entire earth will be the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. First of all, for the church, he'll come and take us into heaven at the rapture of the church. Then seven years of horrible tribulation are going to be going on in this earth of which both God and Satan will be judging this earth and Satan will be judging this earth so he can take it over. But God will be judging this earth because he's given them since the time of the cross over 2,000 years to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And the church age has not been a time of God's wrath. And when he takes us out of the earth, it's going to be because we as the church have not been appointed unto wrath. He will take us up and we will go through the judgment seat of Christ or a better definition is the reward seat of Christ. But while those seven years are going on on this earth, the tribulation, the earth is going to see some of the worst things it's ever seen. This earth has not been getting better. It's been getting worse. Now, the Christian life should be, we've been getting better every day through the word of God. And so we've been getting, and every day for us gets better, but every day on this earth gets worse until finally Jesus Christ will come back and at the end of that time period called the tribulation at the battle of Armageddon, he's going to fight a battle against Satan and defeat him in front of the entire world. And after that battle, Satan will be removed off this earth and he himself will be sent into hell. All the fallen angels will be sent into hell. All the demons into hell and the false prophet and the beast and the antichrist will all be thrown into hell. All unbelievers will be thrown into hell and all religion will be thrown into hell. And they'll stay there for a thousand years. But on this earth, Jesus Christ will rule and reign for a thousand years on this earth. And the first thing that's going to happen after all those are removed into hell, he's going to remove the curse off the earth. And as the Bible says, when he comes back on that day, even the trees will clap their hands. The oceans will clap their hands at the return of the king. And so Satan is the author of religion. He was in heaven and he knows about hell. So he tries to present there is no hell. There's only a heaven to go to. And so just live any way you want. Bad, good people, bad people. We all go to heaven when it's over. And then we might get a chance to come back or we might learn some things. But he twists the entrance into heaven into good works. All religion teach good works for eternal life. Here's what they say. Man does all the work and we give it to God. In other words, we live as hard and as good and as with all the struggle we can that we live for the Lord. 
And so this is us. Man does all the work and then we present it to God. God receives those works and man gets all the glory. So that's what we're hoping for as mankind. You ever talk to somebody about Jesus? The first thing they'll say is, well, I think I'm gonna go to heaven. I mean, you know, I've got good things I've done and bad things I've done, but I think my good outweighs my bad. And certainly God's gonna look at me like that. No, he's not. Those names not found written in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire. What's it saying? Unless your name is found in the book of life as accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the dividing line between heaven and hell is not your good works or bad works. People do not go to heaven because of good works, and people don't go to hell because of bad works. Heaven will be filled with good people and bad people. I know that's a shocker to you. And hell is going to be filled with good people and bad people. But you go to heaven for one reason. You accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You go to hell For another reason, that's because you rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So again, all religions teach. Man does all the work. We give it to God. God receives it and man gets all the glory. But in Christianity, Christianity is not a religion. It's a personal relationship between you and God. It is a totally new birth. It's a recreation inside of you, not just a choice you made. I made a choice to accept Jesus Christ one day. And the moment I did, that wasn't a miracle. That was just a decision. But the moment I made that decision, the miracle took place from God. I was changed, and now I was changed from a child of Satan in Satan's family to a child of God. And the moment I did that, again, I received eternal life. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. In Christianity, God did all the work, and he offers it to man. Man receives the work, but God gets all the glory. All we have to do is receive the gift of eternal life. That's how what separates Christianity from all religion on this earth. Christianity is not a religion. So this story we've been talking about here that we present in the first half of this broadcast with the rich man and Lazarus, this story is not teaching heaven is for the poor and the mistreated, although the poor and mistreated man went to heaven. Both the rich and the poor will be in heaven. Riches will not send you to hell. That's the second part this story is not telling. The first part this story is not telling is heaven is for the poor and mistreated. The second thing this story is not saying is riches will send you to hell. That's not what it's saying. Both rich and poor people will be in hell. Hell is for one reason and heaven is for one reason. Heaven, the third thing that is not being taught here is heaven for the ones, are the ones for good works. No, good works for salvation will take you further from heaven. Heaven is a free gift for the receiving and we receive it by grace. This story is also not teaching that there's a second chance after death to go to heaven. The rich man kept saying, well, if this is true, could you go back and send it? Is there a way now that I could, you know, come over to your side? And the answer is no, there is no second chance after death, nor can those who go to hell get God to go and send somebody to those that are still on earth and warn them because he said, I've got those out there preaching. I've got evangelists. I've got pastors. I've got teachers. I've got people from the church that are all called to witness. They're going to talk to you about Jesus. But if you keep rejecting, keep rejecting, and keep rejecting and die in that rejection, you're going to go to hell. And that's the point of the word of God. There is a heaven to accept and there is a hell to reject. And that's what God is doing. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're accepting heaven and rejecting hell. And God will honor that choice in your life. So the Bible's not saying there is a second chance after death to go to heaven. Let me quote a couple of verses to you. John chapter 11 
verse 25 and verse 26. Jesus here speaking to Mary and to Martha. And this is at the time of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Just before he raised him from the dead, Jesus said in John 11, verse 25 and verse 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. She said, well, I know later on, Mary said, that he'll he'll be resurrected in the great resurrection. But right now he said, no, no, not I will be, I am. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me, even though he was dead, that's that person that believes in him, they were dead at the moment, yet now they have eternal life. It goes on to say, yet shall he live. Notice this next phrase. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Notice whoever lives and believes in me, you can only believe in Jesus while you're alive. Once you have passed on to the, to the other world and you are in hell, you can't believe in him at that time. Whoever is alive and believes in me will never die. So only while we're living do we have a chance to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Hebrews chapter nine and verse 27, it's appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. You see, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're gonna die. After that comes the judgment. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your judgment will be the great white throne judgment of which after that you'll be cast in the lake of fire. But if you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the judgment you will have will be for your works and there you'll be rewarded for it. Heaven is a gift. Hell is rejection of that gift. Heaven and hell are predetermined, all right? What I mean by that is God said there is a heaven and there is a hell and there is nothing in between. There's no purgatory in between, something that you can work yourself out of it because money will not send you to heaven, nor can the collection of money for someone else who has died send them to heaven. John chapter three, verse 17 and 18, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already because he was not believing on the name of the only begotten Son of God. What is this simply saying? While you're here on this earth, if you have not accepted Jesus, you are condemned already. But the moment you believe in him, you are seen as in heaven already. I'm simply here to say this. I accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. Before that time, I was seen as already in hell. I was born in that condition because of Adam's transgression and because of what Satan did on this earth. Little Bobby, before he was born again, was seen in hell already. But the moment I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I don't have to wait till I die to be seen as in heaven. I'm seen as in heaven now. God sees me already in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. I'm told that in the book of Ephesians. I'm in him. So God already sees me there. I'm just gonna go to a place when I die that God already knows I'm going to. If I reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, God is not the one that sends me to hell. I'm the one who sends me to hell, but God already sees me there. Why? Because the wrath of God is already upon me. Verse 18 of John chapter three says this, he who believes on him is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten son of God. Religion teaches this, there is no hell. You make your own hell on earth and you are already in hell on earth if you reject Jesus. We know that's true. That's what religion teaches. First of all, there is no hell. You make your own hell on earth. 
And what they say is you're already on hell on earth, you know, and we know that's true if you've rejected Jesus. I'm, that part I can agree with. But what if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior while you're here on earth? Well, Adam made earth a pre-hell. Jesus can make earth a pre-heaven. God made heaven and hell so different from each other, it should be a simple and obvious choice. If you are not saved, this is as close to heaven as you will ever get. But if you are saved, this is as close to hell as you will ever get. Heaven is everything great. Even the most unimaginable things happen in heaven. It's a gated community, mansions for everybody, gold streets, foundations of diamonds, perfect weather, lit by God's presence, total joy, no sin or any sinners, no poverty, no sickness, no regrets, no sadness, continual worship, praise, singing, fellowship with God, Jesus Christ and all the saints with you forevermore throughout all the ages. Why won't you accept Jesus simply? Open up your heart and allow it to happen. We'll continue tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.